We are live in five, four, three, two, one. Boom. We're here. We're live. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 174 of the G Meeker Met Show. It's your host, Gabriel Hernandez. We are here live. Well, currently at the time of recording, we're live. It is Thursday, January 31st, 2019, the final day of January the first month of this glorious year. It's pretty cold outside. It's all right. It's pretty foggy and stuff, but you know, we can, we will prevail. And yes, to a lot of people, if you are asking, yes, there has been three episodes this week. If you want to count Sunday, Monday, and then fast forward to Friday, that's three episodes in one week. We haven't done that in a very long time. If I, I can't even tell you the date back when to when we originally did that. So it's pretty insane. I'm pretty excited pretty fresh on topics and stuff. My biggest worry when I originally started trying to have two episodes per week is stuff that we would cover all the major things that were going on in sports and mixed martial arts and UFC and we would we would run out of things so it kind of seemed it seemed like I would, I would be putting together bullshit when it comes to the other two episodes. But that is not the case. The mind is still rolling. We are still progressing. We are still putting episodes out. So the thing is like we'll never stop running out of things because like you know, what prompted me to be more motivated to come out with more content and stuff like that is just the conversations I have with people, the open conversations, everything else that I know and talk about and follow other than sports, you know, just a bunch of different things. You know, I'm more knowledgeable when it comes to a lot of different things. I have a great, I mean, I don't, That's the thing is, I've always wanted to talk about more than just sports so it's kind of like the perfect platform for doing all that stuff so you know as time starts to roll by i started to really think about solid topics that i think you know that are really you know current in today's culture and, and everything going on in the world just anything in general i like to really you know have a voice on it, have opinion on it. i'm very opinionated when it comes to a lot of stuff and you know i most of the time give my positive feedback or give my honest opinions on things so it really doesn't ever turn out bad like I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 174. For those who don't know, and for the uninformed, we are going to inform the uninformed. We are available via Spotify. We are available on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts as well, iPhone users, Apple Podcasts, automatically downloaded app on your phone when you get it. Um, can also follow our page at www.anchor.com. FM slash G Meeker MMA show. And speaking of Anchor, if you do wish to start your own podcast, it's three things, honestly, in my opinion. All you need is a voice, an email account, and a, a passcode with like special characters. Easy as shit ever. Easy as one, two, three. Easy as ABC one, two, three, if you want to say it like that. But yeah, anchor.fm slash start for to begin your own podcast start your own podcast today it's available on, i think it's available on pc it's available on uh in the app store and it's available in the google play app store as well so anchor radio is as easy as it comes man it's it's just fluid they guide you through it um any questions you have they're directly they directly will answer them you know and it, it, it's it's a good process that's why i was completely fine on you know 
establishing my home base on Anchor. And when I found Anchor Radio, man, my whole life changed. The whole podcast world changed. I didn't like being on these faulty platforms where my podcast was the, the feed, the, the whole, you know, the platform crashes and everyone that's using it is no longer able to keep their audio. So that's basically what's happened. Um, a lot of other things happen, you know, and I don't, I really just didn't want to be on, not be on a solid base when it comes, comes to that, like a production. Like, you know, I, I record my episode, it gets put out there. There's no other non sense no nothing else that goes into it but you know simply sitting down talking for an hour or two putting out some great content and having it available immediately for the listeners so what better way than anchor so one more time anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey join the movement folks um so today's show is pretty pretty interesting like i said it's real real detailed uh, a lot more than what we normally would talk about i'm not saying that that, that that's it's not going to be a normal thing. That's actually what we're aiming to do is to talk about a lot more and put more episodes out like Joe does. Not nearly as much episodes as Joe does, but put out our own good amount of episodes. So let's run down the list real quick before we begin. So UFC, as you know, gets has its main event for UFC 235. It is Anthony Smith versus John Jones, or John Jones versus Anthony Smith, but, you know, there was that whole thing with the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. Was he going to get approved? Was he not going to get approved? So, we just had the hearings yesterday. John is cleared for a one-fight license to compete in Nevada, so the main event for UFC 235 is on. We'll talk about that stylistically, how I feel about it. You know, I have some interesting pointers on Anthony Smith that I talked about maybe like a few weeks ago or something like I think it was like a few weeks ago or I don't know maybe a few episodes ago maybe um but I get made some interesting pointers on Anthony Smith and why I think it's a very dangerous fight for John I mean it, it's cream of the crop I mean it's not like Anthony Smith is like the the biggest ultimate killer and maybe he is um, maybe I'll bite my words maybe Anthony Smith will become the new light heavyweight champion but I'll make some interesting points about that that's the beginning thing um let's continue real quick um also, speaking of suspensions, Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov received their suspensions. I do believe Conor got, I think he's like, did he get six months or something? Khabib was like nine months or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really fucking remember, dude. I just remember like, you know, uh, Conor had to pay like 50000 Um Khabib had to pay 500000 but including the fees of his teammates in which he had promised to pay no matter, even before the hearing, he said no matter what the punishment was or the, the fines, he was going to pay it. He was going to, you know, sit out essentially till his teammates' suspensions are up too. And I don't know how the UFC is going to go about doing all that. So there's a lot of interesting topics. What are they going to do? Um... What's next? Are they going to create an interim bell? What's going to happen with Dustin Poirier? There's so much interesting stuff going on in that current picture right now. So it's really interesting. So we'll talk about all the possible options, what fights you could potentially have if Khabib doesn't return. He said he wants to return, uh, I think, at MSG in November. So he plans on being out of all ni- 2019 uh, that, that, that's, that's just not a good look. That doesn't sound good. I mean, we want to see this division rolling. I mean, we've spent most of our time as f- hardcore fight fans watching these divisions be on hold as of late. So I would not like to see that. I mean, I know he is suspended. He was suspended a lot longer. Um, Connor has posted that he is okay with, you know, the suspension. Obviously, it didn't seem like that was his intention to have that all like a mass after the after that whole fight after everything happened. I don't think that was necessarily the whole plan to happen. I don't know if that was 
planned beforehand or anything else like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Khabib didn't necessarily agree with it. He said politics because Connor got significantly less amount of money having to pay. I think literally it was 50000 Khabib was 500000 And longer sentence. Do I agree with it? Yes. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll talk about what's next for Khabib and Connor, what we can see that, that ties in the whole what's next, you know, what fights you'd like to see and everything else. So um, also we got an interesting uh, fight coming up. Like I talked about last week, it was uh, UFC London headlined by George Masvidal versus or Jorge Masvidal versus Darren Till in the main event, five round welterweight fight. Jorge Masvidal's hair is long. I didn't even recognize him at the uh, at the press conference. So it was like, it was pretty insane, but you know, his game is always, um, he's a little, I mean, not too much smaller than Darren Till. I think both men will come in perfect performance, but uh, put on a good performance for the fans and stuff. So that fight will be good. Um, going, I think going to UFC Fortaleza, which is this weekend. Um, wanted to quickly touch up on Jose Aldo's career. He did mention the fact that th- this will be his last year of fighting. He does plan to retire by the end of two- 2019, the former UFC featherweight champion, historically, um, running through all the best in the WEC, defending his title on multiple occasions in the UFC, you know, touted as one of the best, if not the best featherweight of all time. It's not named Max Holloway. So, um, we'll talk about his career and, you know, talk about some fun fights, you know, to close it out. He says he doesn't want to chase a UFC featherweight title shot again. Um, I have some thoughts about that and some other stuff too. So like, you know, if the title was to change hands, for example, what would happen if that would lure him back? Would that make him want to stay a little bit longer? Um, who knows? but I'm pretty sure he's solely focused on what he wants to do. So we'll talk about the future and maybe a couple of fun, um, you know, contests for him to be a part of in the near, um, in well, not the near future, but in the remaining months of 2019. It's funny because this year just started. So um, we'll talk about that. It's a long show. It's a long lineup. So I know because uh, I talk too much. I kind of like to highlight each and everything I'm talking about and give you like a brief description. So, um, okay, going from fight talk to life talk, fight talk to life talk. I like that that little segue that I had. Um, so basically talk about, well, one last thing on the fight talkers. We'll talk about other fights that we need to make in 2019. Like, you know, that's kind of the same thing. But, um, okay, we'll talk about personal things like, why I'm so, like, I'll talk about being distant and stuff. And there's reasons behind, like, just being distant from negative situations, negative people. I'm just going to explain how, you know, I've been able to do it, how to strategically do it without any drama, any bullshit, any unnecessary things happening. And, you know, the positives and the negatives about it and just everything about dealing with situations, people, um, and why I think relationships fail in modern day in life and how society and personality has changed. And that those kind of go together because it's kind of like, you know, society, when it changes, that means everything else with it changes. So the relationships, communications, everything, it all changes. It all gets shifted around and it's all it's it's completely different kind of vibe. In the new era of, you know, the new 2019, I mean, 2019 just started, but you get the, the, the newer generation. So it's going to change as the generation starts to change. So we'll talk about that, but let's not waste any more time. It's 11 minutes in ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. UFC 235's main event between John Jones and Alex. Wait, 
I keep saying Alexander Gustafson. John Jones and Anthony Smith. I keep, I don't know why I was thinking about Gustafson, but yeah, got a great fight on our hands. You know, two big guys. You know, Anthony Smith, a big guy, like stacked up style wise. I mean, style wise is an interesting fight, but you know, the way he stacks up physically with, uh, with John, I think it's very competitive. It will be a very competitive fight. Um, John historically has beaten everybody that's been in his path. He's essentially undefeated. Aside from the Matt Hamill loss. But yeah, if you want to say it, you just erase that from your mind. John is undefeated. No one's given John a tougher test in his career to date other than the fight with Alexander Gustafson the first time. UFC 165. And I think it was in Toronto. Yeah, it was a very, very stylistically tough fight for John in the first fight because, you know, he said he didn't train and all that other stuff. But, you know, second fight came back, smashed Alexander Gustafson in the rematch. And now he's looking to add another title defense to his long-awaited, long and illustrious UFC career, his long career full of title belts and title fights and, you know, just absolute greatness. John Jones is the best light heavyweight on the planet, you know, not named Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is the best of all time. John's the best of all time. It's kind of hard to separate those two from who truly is the best because of the weird chemistry and the weirdness between the fights, you know, John getting stripped, you know, DC jumping at every opportunity that John messed up on and doing all taking you know you get the whole thing you know dc becoming the champion because john's out and the whole thing so their weird chemistry it, it's kind of hard to categorize who truly is the best because they're good in both way in their own ways so they're good in a lot of different ways so um i think he has a solid test in front of him like anthony smith has really shown some improvements um obviously one of the bigger improvements in my mind is him making that jump up to 205 pounds because early on in his career, 185, he's still doing good. He was knocking people out. I mean, he starts Hector Lombard. He's, he's looked good at 185 pounds, but in reality, he's just training himself. So his um, his energy isn't nearly the same or anywhere near the same as if he were at 205 pounds. So we've seen his performances at 205 pounds. He's undefeated, 205 pounds in the UFC. He looked fantastic against Rashad as long as it lasted. The fight with Shogun, as long as it lasted. And, you know, the Volcon fight, too, was a real solid test. So, you know, you go from two old, older veterans, you know, on the way towards the end. One was on the way to the end, and Rashad, Shogun was in the top 10 at the time. But Anthony ran through him, ran through Rashad, and um, now they had Volcon, and, you know, he didn't stop Volcom with strikes. He stopped them with the submission. So, you know, he's versatile everywhere. He was able to lock it up. His ground game seems pretty solid. It seems like a, seems like something like we never really had seen from him because he's too busy, you know, fantastic strikers. So when you got a fantastic striker, you tend to forget about people's other areas of expertise that they shine in. Now, I didn't really think, I didn't really know how good his ground game was, but just seeing him, you know, do what he did to Volkan, I mean, Volkan, Volkan is no easy customer. I mean, his last couple fights, you know, he, I think it was a main event, you know, main event against Cormier, there's one he lost, and then the main event with uh, Anthony Smith. So, you know, Volkan is definitely no easy customer, um, I think. But, you know, stylistically, it's interesting because I don't want to say that this, I mean, John's going to blow through him because we've seen crazier things happen. Um, I think people are going to have a different view on this fight. Mo most definitely because of the whole 
drug testing controversies, the whole thing with USADA, with VADA, and all his failed tests, and all the conspiracies around the whole tests and stuff. So people are definitely going to look at this differently. John Jones haters and the media and everybody's going to be out against them. So he essentially has like a target on his back, but when does, it, when does John not have a target on his back? But one of the reasons why I said I was going to view this fight differently is because we just don't know what hap- is going to happen. Because this sport is very crazy. A lot of things happen. Unexpected things happen. New champions get crowned. You know, upsets happen. Um, has Anthony Smith shown anything that I think could be a potential threat to John Jones? I mean, he just looks like another fighter in that division. And that's... I can only say that because the dominance of John has lasted his entire career. You know, the only losses he has taken are from his from himself, from not being in the cage and, you know, de- dealing with the whole car accident thing, you know, the cocaine, uh, USADA suspensions and stuff, losing his belt, getting stripped of his belt. Those are only losses he's accumulated in his career. So it's really interesting because I feel like John legitimately has those years that he didn't have in the cage are still awaiting him and the best is yet to come for John. So in reality, I would put money down saying John stops Anthony Smith. But, you know, if Anthony Smith was the guy to beat John, you know, he's like 29 or 30 something and 13 or something, 13 losses. But um, I just don't think that it's hard for me to imagine anybody being John. So it's going to definitely be tough to see what happens. But it's also going to be exciting because Anthony Smith is as game as it comes. And if there's anybody that can beat John Jones, it's Anthony Smith. We just haven't seen John get tested. But once we've seen John get truly get tested, well, we have seen him get tested. For fuck's sake, he's fought all the best in the world. But we haven't seen him pushed to the brink other than Alexander Gustafson fight. So other than that, John's just been running through people. Will Anthony Smith be another target, another victim of John's great greatness? We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. But um, like stylistically, it's interesting because they're both pretty tall guys. And you know, Anthony Smith is no tough customer. He's a very smart guy. He's very focused. He doesn't let the hate or the haters or any naysayers, anything get to him. He has one goal in mind. That's a world championship title. And, you know, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. So we got you. That, that's a little bit far farther away. So I'm not going to get too deep into that. I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on that. And, you know, if you really want to take the politics and all the bullshit out, just be happy that you get to see John Jones back fighting, regardless of the peakograms, regardless of any other bullshit. Just tune in to watch John Jones fight and Timo Burian against Anthony Smith, motherfuckers. Moving on. I agree with the whole suspensions thing. So with John, with Khabib, with Connor, I agree with all the suspensions. So you know, it seems like a lengthy suspension. I, some, I for one, don't think that <clears throat> Connor did deserve a suspension. But then you know there was this whole thing. Oh, he hit first. He strike first. But you know these guys are the ones that initiated the attack. He was just defending himself. So that's my parting thought on that. I did think he was defending himself. It was a call. It was. A, it was a. Uh, it was a case in which there's a cause and effect, you know. They were the cause, and he was just defending himself, which is the effect. You know, the effect is they got punishments. They were fined. They were suspended. They weren't able to compete. But now there is the windows open to compete once the suspensions are up. Connor's suspension's up in April. Khabib said he's not coming back till November. So this whole thing's a fucking mess. So what's going to go on? I mean, Dustin Poirier is wanting a title fight. Oh, not wanting another big fight. One more fight. 
to a title fight. He's wanting either Tony Ferguson or Connor, and he said he he won't come back until he gets one of those two. So you know, there's a lot of things on ha- what can happen. Um, Poirier versus for for ah, for Ferguson. I was going to say Ferguson. Poirier versus F- Ferguson is a potential fight to make in the meantime. That's why I said this whole, you know, the interim titles thing, you know, the lightweight titles, taking time off, being suspended. You know, I'm tired of this whole division thing being held up because of bullshit happening. And it's very tiring, to be honest. But the fact is, you know, it's, it's a sport. And, you know, at the end of the day, these things will be resolved. Um, in the meantime, I would like to see Poirier versus Ferguson. I think it's a very, very soluble fight. Winner of that definitely gets a crack at Khabib. Um, I say the winner of that, you fight you fight that fight maybe in April, um, whenever the UFC feels need be, put it on a stacked card. You know, these ESPN cards are definitely stacking up. So, you know, putting, the, putting them as a main event on an on, on ESPN Plus card or ESPN card would be huge. It would be massive. So, Poirier versus Ferguson, and then the winner of that fight could be Blader. And you don't strip him with the belt. I don't say you create an interim title. I don't think you do none of that. Um, I do. Th- yeah, I mean, these interim title things are garbage, dude. So, I don't know. I don't know why. I hope, I seriously hope that's not going to be considered, but I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised that if it wouldn't happen, but you know, I think that's, that is the fight, the contest to make, um, both men are very skilled, I mean, Poirier coming from 145, you know, being at, uh, essentially unstoppable at 155, you know, than the Michael Johnson fight, um, you know, Dustin Poirier has really put the work in and he is seriously, um, you know, established his claim to being the next guy in line. You know, if it wasn't Ferguson, it would probably be Dustin Poirier. I mean, we got a stacked division. We do. We definitely got a stacked division at 155 pounds. You know, there was, you know, you got Connor in the mix. You got, obviously, Khabib's the champion, but you got Tony in the mix. It's stacked Justin Gaethje, Ally Quinta, all these famous and all these pop stars and all these real damn good fighters in that division it creates a log jam. So that's why I said it's kind of chaotic when we can't have this division moving along because of the top two guys are in, uh, or encased in ice due to the fact that they're holding, they had this whole falling out with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And thankfully, there was nothing worse than that. And we get to move along and we get uh, potential dates set for when, every, you know, we, you get to schedule fights for whenever their suspensions are up. That's the best part. You can't schedule a fight and not know when they're not going to be suspended. So um, this is it. definitely uh, like a little bit of a burden off the UFC's back. So now they can get to biz- get to work and really, you know, finalize and see what could be next for both guys. What's next for Connor? Um, I don't know. You know. I'm all on board for that Cowboy Cer- Cerrone versus Conor McGregor fight. I mean, for him to have one big fight, get right back in the mix. You know, he he, he wins. He could potentially be in candidate to fight Khabib in November. I don't know why I said that, but you know, if uh, if they were to do that, say he gets a win against Tony Ferguson, or uh, no, not Tony Ferguson. Excuse me. I mean, he could fight Tony Ferguson. That's also another fight I'd like to see. If he gets a win over Cowboy, I mean, Cowboy's no easy no easy task. That was one of the original fights I wanted to see back in the day when he was a. Uh, you know, when when that whole thing happened with when he ended up fighting Nate Diaz, Cowboy was one of the people in, in the talks for that. So um, it would be real cool to see him fight 
um, fight one fight and then fight for the world, a world title in his next fight, I'd be 100% campaign for that. I don't wish, I don't wish to see him once this year. I wish to see him maybe twice if we're lucky, but, um, yeah, for, for Poirier, Poirier should fight, uh, Ferguson, Connor should fight Cowboy. We've been talking about it. I mean, they've talked about it on, they, 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 they kind of, Connor, Cowboy kind of sent out a, a respectful call out and he says, basically, if Connor wants to drink his proper whiskey at the press conference, he'll join him. He'll bring, he'll bring the whole, uh, Budweiser's and all that. So I thought that was pretty cool. So like it was, it, it's kind of like a cordial meeting between those two. So it kind of creates a, it makes a, it makes for an entertaining and fun fight. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to see them have a bad blood with each other. But then again, you know, it's Connor, so he's going to sell and promote. And speaking of promote, that State Athletic Commission said that he needs to ramp down on the trash talking or he can be getting into some more trouble, which is really fascinating because I was thinking about what uh, what are they thinking? Like, that's the, that's the forefront of uh, mixed martial arts right now. So what I mean by that, it's like the forefront is that's the that's the that's the bait right there. You know the trash talk, the bullshit, everything, the 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 chucking the water bottles and all that bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it is. But like that's without that promotion, man, it's just gonna be regular fights. The UFC wants fights that are gonna sell, and for them and for the fighters. You got to do something to make the fight sell. And what's been successful? Trash talk. So I don't think that whole statement and stuff by them, I, I, I don't agree with that. So I think this is for Nevada. They can't do nothing if he's somewhere else fighting. But, you know, that's that's some that's some bullshit. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I wonder how that how they're going to go forward with that in the future. So it's really interesting to see how that's going to go. But um, I don't think nothing. I don't think it's really going to wrap down. On, it's Connor. If anything, let's go somewhere else. Um. But yeah, so for Connor, you know, I'd like to see Khabib defend his belt too. So um, to wrap up on that, let's get to the matchup between Till and Masvidal. It's it's a it's very interesting. Stylistically, it's interesting. I mean, I don't want to compare Wonder Boy to Darren Till, but I think because I think there are they are different in a lot of ways. And Darren Till, obviously, coming off the fight with Woodley, uh, didn't go his way. He's an excellent striker on his feet. You know, his angles, he has a uh, nasty left hook. Um, you know, his movement, he's very big. You know, he's strong. He has knockout power in his hands and feet. Um, I mean, he's nowhere near to the point uh, of, what is it, like, experience as as Masvidal. But um, Masvidal has been fighting since he's in the backyard. If you watch his fights on YouTube... Some of the most brutal ones, and you know, he's he's definitely born for this game. So he's really been fighting for a very long time, and essentially, it could be a veteran versus a little boy in this fight because it's such a dangerous fight for both men. I mean, Masvidal is coming off of a little layoff. Um, last fight was against Stephen Thompson, so they're both coming off of losses, but they're both main event worthy. So you know, I don't think that was a really a, a it's Wonder Boy. Everybody loses to Wonder Boy that's not named Tyron Woodley. Uh, and Darren Till, obviously. But, uh, you know, Jorge's last fight wasn't, you know, it was uh, a while ago. Um, and also, like I said, uh, you know, Darren Till has all the skills. You know, I could be proven wrong. You know, Darren Till's very fantastic at striking. He has good angles. I mean, he has a win over Cowboy. Oh, Cowboy at 170. Um, 
he still has a win. Though. He has a lot of good wins. You know, he beat Wonder Boy as well. So he's the only other guy that's beating Wonder Boy other than Woodley. So Darren Till and Tyron Woodley, two people, only people to beat um, Wonder Boy. So that's an asterisk. Wonder Boy looking for a fight as well pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty stacked and it's an interesting fight. I'm really curious to see how Jorge looks. Curious to see how Darren looks after coming off of his first loss. Curious to see the adjustments that he's made and all the little tools that he's added and he's been working on since then and see if it's really the, the vintage till that we're used to seeing. And for Masvidal, as his game as it comes, curious to see, you know, he's a fighter. He's a fighter's fighter, man. He's, he's a real fucking gamer. And, um, He's no nonsense, no nonsense for sure, and like definitely has all the skills, and you know, could fuck people up. He fucked up Cowboy worse than Darren Till. I mean, Darren Till starts Cowboy faster, but the way that Masvidal beat Cowboy was a lot more devastating, convincing, and you know, he almost had Cowboy out, I'm thinking in the first round or something, or that first time he knocked him down and the round ended. Oh man, that I thought it was going to be over, but no, that, that wasn't the... Uh, yeah, uh, wasn't the case, and um, Cowboy ended up surviving, only to get beaten down later on in the fight. So I would say Masvidal's performances beats Darren Till's ten times out of ten. So I'm curious to see that fight. You can catch that on London uh, UFC Fight Night London. Masvidal versus Till. Definitely catch that one. And staying with UFC, going shifting to this weekend's uh, co-main event between Josie Aldo and Hanato Moicano. Uh, Josie Aldo's hinted at retirement um, by before 2019's up, and I, you know, I, I couldn't disagree with him. If he doesn't wish to continue fighting after this, he you know, he's mapped out his perfect scenario. I mean, he probably knows. We all know that Max isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, if something crazy were to happen in, in the division and shook it up and it was a different champion and Max was Max moves 155 pounds, could we see the relinquished, uh, not the relinquished, but the, you know, the restored career of Jose? Could we see him go back? Could we see him become the, the kingpin there again if Max isn't there? I don't know. You know. There's like a lot of if ends or buts that could possibly happen. Ends. It's it's like it's real interesting to see what what could potentially happen with that division. I just don't think. You no, know, it's kind of like on this my side. I don't think that he should be done because I think there's just so much that can happen. But in reality, if he wants to plan out what it is he wants to do, then I'm not going to tell the guy not to do that. I mean, I'm I'm in complete support of what it is he wants to do. And he's been fighting forever. He's, he's, he's accomplished all he needs to accomplish. He, he he was a featherweight champion for the longest time. He was only featherweight champion up until Connor, and then you know from Connor to Max. But you know, essentially, if you want to look at it, Connor was you know he was a two division champion. But Max has actually defended and established himself with like a a legacy. So I was kind of going to jump from Aldo to Max instead of mentioning Connor in there, but Connor didn't defend the belt. Max did. Max looks impressive doing it, so I kind of want to say, like, he was only featherweight champion, then Max was the next one. And then for Max, I don't think anyone's really going to be given for a very while, for a very long time. So, I'm be definitely in support of Aldo. Definitely. I do believe he can beat Moncano. It's definitely going to be a hard fight for him. Um, definitely a diff difficult test. Um, definitely don't want to see the passing of the torch in this fight. For sure, um, Moicano's only loss, I think, was to T City in a fight where he was winning. 
But then he and you know it's a fight game, so everything happens. Um, T City, being as good as he is, was able to you know latch up and and you know finish him. So um, can Moicano be the guy to finish Aldo? Maybe he can. I mean, you look at that jabby knock up Swanson down with a nasty vintage ground and pound. He's a big guy for 145 pounds. I'm pretty sure he cuts a lot of weight, too. So it'll be an interesting matchup. I mean, overall, for the career, Josie Aldo, Hall of Famer for sure, the King of Rio, former UFC featherweight champion, two-time featherweight champion. And, you know, he's a reigning, he was a former reigning defending champion. So I definitely think and support everything that Jose Aldo's going to do and wish him all the best. I'm picking Jose Aldo by unanimous decision. Um, all right, down to the last segment of, well, last part of this episode, Jimmy MMA Show, episode 174. And like I said, if you don't know, now you know I'm here to inform the uninformed. We are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, iPhone users, and your AirPods. Apple Podcasts is available on Apple Podcasts. I was making a joke, you know, because AirPods and stuff. You drop your phone, you're going to crack it versus having a cord that may substantially soften the, the fall and impact of your phone or even stop it. <laughs> but yeah, we're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, and etc. All the major podcast providers. So join us here. Subscribe, like, leave a, share, leave a, leave a like, and um, and share it and review no negativity please hashtag no negativity but yeah here we are we're here three episodes in one week and we're continuing on so on to the final segment of this part of the podcast of this podcast episode and i promise this will be the last one of the week i know i'm probably boring the fuck out of people when it comes to a lot of shit definitely i got the attention of john annett though that's for sure and i'm excited because i'll i'll be able to potentially be on and make fight picks for an episode in the near future so i did he, i did reach out to john he he reached out back so it'll be pretty exciting for me to make my second appearance on it a high and popular mma show i really didn't make an official appearance on the mma hour but it was um like a fan question so i had answered a fan question luke thomas was able to answer it going from there um answered it i know I, I recorded a little bit of myself talking on there but for john anik and kenny florian that podcast is um it's high it's a huge popular podcast a lot of people listen to it um you're you're talking longer than you know i asked one little question on 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 the mma hour but now i'm gonna be in, in full force talking like giving my fight picks breaking it down talking about why i think it's gonna win so it's pretty exciting man i'm making i, I plan on making waves when it comes to the sport like i want to be a guy that everyone knows who i am i want to be a, an insightful person uh when it comes to mixed martial arts and spreading knowledge knowing you know actually knowing i'm talking about being as young as i am and, and providing the best potential knowledge that i could p- provide and you know bringing a different feel to the world of mixed martial arts so honestly that's what i plan on doing um i'm hopeful i I can't wait for that i'm excited about that and um you know good things are coming in 2019 for damn sure man for damn fucking sure but um let's move along to the final segment of this podcast like i said it's the third time i said that i promise you this time uh we will but um so to talk about this because it's something I feel that's been re that's reoccurred a lot in like my own life and just society as whole like a whole thing. Um, 
and um Um, so basically what I was going to say, when it comes to like, for me personally, when it comes to people, I'm, I'm not as open as I used to be. That's the thing. I'm not as open as I used to be. I'm a very open person. Like before I used to be real quiet and shy and nervous. Didn't really talk to nobody. Wasn't really open. That was way before the podcast days, man. And, um, like I would just be too shy. I mean, nowadays I'm a little shy, nervous, and distant on average. Um, and once I get to know you after a while, I won't shut the fuck up. But for me, it's like, I'm just nervous to try to talk to people in general. Um, I mean, not because I'm afraid of it or anything. I just, it's kind of like, I I don't want to deal with the dramas that come with it. So like, let me give you a few examples. Like, friend drama, like, you know, oh, this guy's talking behind your, behind your back, or this girl's talking behind your back, or some, some stupid shit like that, like, something on the line, long, along the lines of that, like, I, I've never really dealt with that, like, I've never dealt with any of that other shit, like, you know, people, you know, choosing other friends over you, your friends not being real friends, fake friends being fake friends, I mean, I've had fake friends, but I just don't feel like it's impacted my life. It's only impacted me enough to where I know what I don't want when it comes to friends and you no know, negative people, having different people around me and stuff. It's just like you've gone, you just as people, as humans and stuff, we've all like gone through a lot of, you know, different things that have changed us for the better. Some some people change for the worse, but you know, we focus on positives here. So um, I think it's changed for the better and it's a better thing. But it's just that I'm, I've run into so much bullshit and it just seems like there's a lot of the same things going on, if you get what I mean, when it comes to people, when in relationships, a lot of commitment issues, a lot of lying, a lot of bullshit, a lot of playing with people's feelings, thinking it's okay, a lot of talking shit behind people's backs or playing two different sides of it personality, two different personalities, not being honest, not being truthful. It's, it's a lot of things, man. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's more things than I can explain, but you know, it's just, there's just so much bullshit that goes on. And you know, for me, I've done my best to avoid it. Like I've encountered it a lot in my entire life, but I've also done a lot to stay out the spotlight. And like, what I mean by that is it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't encase it. I, I mean, I, not in case. I don't know. I don't even know if that was a proper word for that, but I was saying like, I just don't engage in it. That's the word I was looking for was actually engage. I don't engage in it. So I was like, for me, I'm a straightforward person. I get right to the point when it comes to a lot of things most of the time. Um, but like for me, like if I were to go to school, I would go to school. Like, well, when I was in school, essentially, this is a true story. Um, like when I was when I first started in college, like I really kind of didn't. I didn't like people. Like just, I was nervous. I didn't really think I was a people person. But after a while, I learned to open up and stuff, and it got better significantly over time and stuff. But now I take a little more calculated approach, and I don't avoid it. I avoid it because I don't want to be tied up in any drama or any problems or anything that's going to take me out of my normal mood that I should be. I sh- like, if I'm feeling good, I should be feeling good. I'm not going to. I mean, that's like one of the worst things ever is having someone else's nonsense 
completely fuck your mood up. Like I've had that's happened to me multiple times in my life. I'm pretty sure a lot of people tuning in and, and all around the world can realize and like identify that same thing. I mean, someone else is like, it's just like if you look at it, like your happiness is their happiness. My happiness is your happiness. It's like the same thing. Your sadness is my sadness. I'm upset that you're upset. It's 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 like a chain, chain gang, chain gang, chain gang of different things. So, like, you know, it's just it's it's different. The way that people look at it nowadays, it's just so much more different than anything. It's way different. Um, and what I mean by that is that now we have to worry about more than one thing. Essentially, you got to worry. I mean, it's, it's different. Society is going to keep changing. Technology is going to keep evolving and things are going to I'm not trying to complain about it, but I'm just saying in reality that we have to worry about so much more than we used to. So it's going to take a lot longer to have to, I mean, like to get used to it. Essentially, what I'm saying is that. You have to get used to the fact that things are changing and, you know, things may not be the same way we have that, that they used to be. We, we might have to start adjusting when it comes to that. Like, and what I mean by that is like, now we've got social media, we've got Insta- like in Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, um, Twitter. I mean, like I said, I said millions of times, those are very beneficial, helps people gain recognition amongst the world, amongst thousands of people, in a good way or positive way, whichever one you personally choose. Um, and on top of that, it it gives people the ability to communicate with people that are associated with something that you may like, like music. You're a fan of so-and-so's music, then you're going to get a lot of people that follow you that are fans of their music as well, or people that support them, fan pages from that to etc you get you get the point and um i've talked about this before too i'm pretty sure it's, it's fun to reiterate and kind of you know put it into better perspective like facebook facebook for example for me i feel like is the lowest grade low, lowest grade in social media out there meaning that that's my least favorite one to go on and i don't know i've always categorized it and said it's for like elderly people kind of <laughs> I, I'm not not just I'm not I'm not saying that just to be mean or anything. It's just boring as fuck nowadays. There's nothing to do on there. I mean, snap. You get all these fun filters, and now 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 Instagram and and Facebook are taking note on the filters and the way it's all set up. But originally, like just normally, that's not what I go to. It's weird. It's like it's like someone trying to put out the same kind of song or put out the same kind of clothing line. As someone else, maybe like copy someone. Like I'm trying to copy someone's clothing line. It's it's gonna look stupid. It's gonna look foolish, and no, everyone's gonna look at it like it's a joke, kind of. So that's how the way I look at it when it comes to all these other, you know, Instagram, Facebook. They're all trying to copy the vibe of Snap, like Snapchat, the, the, the filters and all that other shit. That shit's made for Snap. So I don't see my, I don't see that shit in anywhere else other than Facebook. I mean, it's cool to have stories and shit on there, but like, uh, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I'm not, I mean, maybe Insta, Insta stories and stuff, but like, I'm not a fan of anything else, like when it comes to Facebook and stuff. Facebook for me is like, it's basically for old people. It's boring. You know, I see a lot of old ass people on Facebook. So that's where I got my vibes from when I, th- when I talk shit about it like that. I mean, Twitter, everybody's on there. Um, 
let's recap these real quick. Talk about my how I use them and stuff. Then we'll get back to what I was originally saying about the whole thing. And you know, like I said, you get thousands of followers, tens of thousands of followers. Um, get, eventually, depending on who you are, you get the blue check mark. Um, you know, celebrities get the opportunity to interact with their fans. Fans get the, uh, the opportunity to interact with celebrities. Not saying it happens all the time. You know, occasionally I'll see like Ariana Grande uh, respond to a occasional comment or something like that. But it's not like a constant engaging because there's just too much shit for people to respond to. So it's it's hectic. I can't imagine what one of their feeds looks like, like their Instagram comment feed or you know the inboxes and stuff. Because you think like you're one message away from talking to someone very famous it's just a matter of if they see it or nor if they have time to see it so i highly doubt they will i've never gotten a message from all combat sports wise i have but not like not like selena gomez or something like something shit like that like i don't get like response responses like that but yeah like it's it's given people the opportunity to spread their, not their, not only their knowledge, I was about to say knowledge first, but not only their knowledge, but their music, you know, promotion-wise for your companies, because before, man, YouTube, YouTube was, wasn't shit, YouTube started off with people holding those fucking camcorders, setting up the Go, those wannabe GoPros back in the day, the original GoPros, and, and the camcorders and shit, and it's like, dude, it's like, like, the way that it's set up was so different. Their little slogan, their little go-to, like their, their, you know, like when someone had, like, you know, basically like save money, live better, Walmart, like the slogan, the little, their, their quote, what defined them, like what's their slogan? Slave, save money, live better, Walmart. It was YouTube, broadcast yourself. Basically, we got an opportunity to put ourselves on the internet and have a bunch of people, anybody around the world, go and see it. So that's what YouTube was able to do. And now YouTube has ads. YouTube has its own TV. YouTube TV, um, people have their own YouTube channels. They have their own, like, you know, the, the fan theories and stuff like I watch and stuff. That shit was never around. Um, music videos, it, it was around early on when I was younger, but, like, the artists all being on there, having millions of subscribers and stuff, and it's just blown up, like, YouTube Red, being able to download YouTube videos offline, watch them offline, where you're not connected to Wi-Fi, and all the other things that you could possibly do on the internet, so, it's really changed and advanced in a good way, and I like to look at it in a good way. And I think it's cool that people get the opportunities to speak with each other, to follow each other, to support one another. You know, for me, when it comes to Instagram, I kind of like, you know, I spread positive vibes. So my whole shit, everything on there is positive. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's descriptive. There's a lot of shit on there that I do that's very descriptive. And not descriptive, but like when I post a quote, for example, I'll, I'll basically basically like you know it will be a positive one i'm not gonna sit here and talk a bunch of shit to someone or or say some stupid shit or something i I legitimately created it so i could spread positivity and like you know just create your own brand that's what you got to do in this game like and like you know now it's given us the opportunity to do what i'm exactly doing as we speak right now podcasts weren't around back then there's an app for everything podcasts 
There's an app for speaking to people, learning how to, uh, proper ways to speak to people. There's apps for everything, man. Like, literally, name something there, there isn't an app for. But, like, it's just, it's insane how much we've progressed. But then, for the last, like, 10 minutes, there we'll talk about the negatives. The negatives, you can get a lot of fucking creeps on the internet, man. I mean, especially with the dating apps and stuff. I've seen it with dating apps. I've seen it with, like, Facebook. I mean, that's the thing. With Facebook, Instagram, Snap, you get the positivity, but you also get the negativity. You get people like R. Kelly. Well, he, well, back in the R. Kelly days, he was doing that shit before social media was really around. So, I don't know, I don't know how, how supporting that claim was. But, I mean, you know what I mean. You get a bunch of weird fucking people, dude, to the point where it's changed. And what I mean by it changed is the fact that, you know, women, I feel, I can't speak for women, but I, I have a pretty good idea based off of the vibes and everything I've seen when it comes to women. It's like when, when it comes to guys, for them, it's hard for them to find a good guy because there's just a bunch of shitty guys. There's a bunch of guys that, you know, basically would use, basically only like prefer like one thing. You, you get what I mean? It's like it, they're, they're unpleasant. They're fake. Um, they're probably adding a list of people that they have on that same list saying the same exact things, you know, playing with a woman's heart like it's like 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 it's a little toy, which is something I don't advocate for, which is something I do not support. It's something I'm highly against. On top of that, not only are they trying to, you know, get with you, cheat on you, you know, make you I guess have hoes. That's what the modern day um slang is for that is have hoes have a bunch of different girls not only that man they're they're snapping pics of dicks and stuff and 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 you know sending like a bunch of naked pictures and shit like online like that shit gets recorded um and it's there forever even if you delete it you think it's gone you think it's deleted it's still there i guarantee it um but on top of that um yeah it's like you would open up your message and it's like an explicit picture. Like no one, you're like you can't even open up your phone in, in public anymore because of that shit. It's weird. I mean, any other message that you get is probably like a nasty message. Like for for a woman, for example, I've never really. I'm kind of glad I didn't ever really had this problem to the craziest, like like to the craziest point where I was gonna lose my mind. But it's like every other message that a girl gets, some guy's gonna try to probably most likely be hitting on her, say she's beautiful. I mean, I read the Instagram comments all the time when it comes to famous celebrities or attractive Instagram models. I read the comments and they're a little bit more of the same, but you find yourself having some of the same thoughts and comments. But I'm not a freak like that. It's weird. That's that's freaky stuff. That no I don't think anybody should do that. Um but like just like you see a lot of it. It's, it's, it's very common. It's a little too common. And that, that, that's the fact is you hear me saying that you hear me talk about it and that shouldn't be the norm. Like, like, especially when it comes to people, like you shouldn't get the vibes from people like that, like bad negative vibes. Like, Oh, I feel like she's uh this, or I feel like this guy's going to do that. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be nervous about people. Uh, you shouldn't be nervous to be in relationships. You shouldn't be nervous to love nobody. What's hardest to have nowadays is the one thing that keeps us together. Well, not keeps us together. That's the one thing I feel would keep a lot of people together and a lot of a lot of the world. It would it would keep it like together. 
would be like if you had that love like love is like the, the most important thing you can have in the world but yet it seems like in, in the generation today that it's the most hardest thing because people get com- love confused with a lot of other things love is love you just gotta um you just gotta know what it actually means and actually know the meanings behind it you can't go around saying it or claiming it or any of this other stuff without actually having the points behind it like it's 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 its own it's its own thing so like what i mean by that is that people have like categorize it under other things you know i've done it before but not in not in a bad way a lot of people don't like understand necessarily what it is early on and they confuse it. I mean, they may know what it is somewhat, but they don't have a solid understanding. And um, they get it confused with some things. You know, you get your heart broken. It's confused. Those You, you got to realize other people don't see it the way you see it. And sometimes when you have um, failed expectations or stuff like that, you can get sideswiped. And that can be a pain in the ass. So there's a lot of different factors you got to pay attention to just simply falling in love with someone you know identifying when your person the person you're you're with you know there's a lot of different factors you know identifying if they truly do mean what they say because actions speak louder than words um when it comes to a lot of the negative people that i have removed from my life or cut off i've cut them off um not in a bad way oh well, not i don't want to say it's a bad way but when I've when I've said stuff, usually people will cuss them out, and say "fuck you," blah blah blah. We're done this, etc. But no, I, I attack with facts. I don't attack people verbally with with hatred or hate or anything else like that. I usually came at people with facts. And there's a lot of real stubborn people nowadays. A lot of insecure people. I'm not against people with insecurities. Don't don't come at me like I'm, I'm like I'm hating towards people like that. We all have our own insecurities, but. Like, there's people that will use what they have as a flaw, as an excuse to treat other people like shit, basically. So just because I've been hurt or, like, cheated on or anything else like that doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and go do that to other people. But it's, it's a sickening thing in, my, in, my mind, or in people's minds, not my mind, in people's minds, that they think it's, like, a, it's a thing to do or two-faced personality or putting on an act for someone that um, you're trying to impress rather than being yourself so I pick myself over trying to pretend to be someone else it's too much work to be some pretend to be someone else so I can't really sit here and like I can't sit here and uh, like I, I can't imagine it that's the thing I can't I can't imagine it I can't um I can't fathom why people would act like that. On top of that, the communication is a top thing. On top of that, communication's like the biggest thing and and it's failed. It's failed because I don't know, people are maybe more gifted with with things or you know, it's it's easier. That's what it is. It's easier to get things, to have things that we never used to have like back in the day and stuff. So I think that a lot of people are very ungrateful. A lot of people are not babied and stuff, but they're, they're, it's different, basically. We're given a lot more things. We have a lot more things when it comes to technology, comes to other people. Like I said, you don't even have to be at someone's house to talk to them. Or you don't even have to be in front of them. That's, this is just a simple fact.
I dare you to hit me, boy. That'll be the last thing you do. Little bitch. You should have saw that. That was hella funny. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very disappointing. I mean, I think the fact that anybody uh anybody has to be hurt or misunderstood or stabbed in the back. I mean, the fact is you could talk to a billion people behind your wife's back with the fact that you have a cell phone with the internet, all these apps, Instagram, Snap, etc. And it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass. It's uh it's I, I didn't go too descriptive into it, but the way the way people act is a lot different too. Fake personalities, putting on fake personas for people, insecurities. They're insecure with themselves, so they think it's best to act as someone else to gain the recognition of other people in a non-normal way. Basically, you're not being yourself, so you're cheating your way to doing that. People think cheating is okay. People think that hurting people, stabbing people in the back is okay to the point where guys and girls are afraid to love each other. You know, it's hard to find a good girl amongst a flock of dumbass bitches. And don't be offended by that. If you're not a bitch, don't get offended by it. If you act like one, and you think what you're doing is the right thing to do, then that's, that's what categorizes you as a bitch. If you act like a bitch, a bitch is a bitch. Just like a guy. It doesn't, bitch doesn't have to be a girl. It can be a guy. But, um... Pretty much, man. Just, it just really. We have four minutes left, so we're gonna just wrap this up real quick. It pretty much just depends on, you know, it, 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 you're, you now. You gotta, you gotta watch your own back. You gotta be on your shit. You gotta be on point. Otherwise, you're gonna get stabbed in the back by every single person you meet. So you gotta be on top of it. You gotta have your own back. You gotta care. Like I said, it sucks that we only have. We have to go through hell and jump through loops and loops and loops to find the right people versus how it used to be because of the fact that people are so different now and things are way different. Girls gotta jump through multiple hoops, try to find one guy that doesn't want to fuck her the first time he talks to her. Guys have to find the right girl that's not gonna be talking to multiple people on the side or doing all these other little things that these little dumb assholes do nowadays. And it's changing. Hearts get broken so easily people get hurt, a lot of dumb shit happens, and it's unfortunate, man, so like I said, we'll continue this topic some other time, I might want to talk about it next week, but like I said, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen, episode 130, 134 of the G MMA show, thank you guys for joining us, uh, like I said, you can follow me on Instagram at G the King underscore MMA, um, as well as on Twitter at G the King underscore MMA, um, follow the G Meeker MMA show fan page at G Meeker MMA show or well, not fan page official podcast page facebook.com slash Gaby baby thanks to anchor thanks to everyone who's tuning in for sure we're coming back with that with that topic next week for sure that was a good topic I was almost not finished done talking but we'll continue it on and we'll advance it and we'll make it even better next week three episodes in one week ah, three episodes in one week ladies and gentlemen happy about that um, talked about a lot one hour in, well, one hour every time, but um, or more depending on what 
we're talking about. But like I said, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will be back next week. G Meeker MMA out, baby. Or should I say G the King underscore MMA. But that would conflict with the name of the show, and I don't want to do that. One last time, G Meeker MMA out, baby.